Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real-life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. So you may be listening on Socially Selling Podcast with Becky Baxter, or you may be listening on the Fierce Identity Podcast with myself, Monique Scripp. Hey, Becky, how are you? Hey, I'm excited that we're doing this. We've got some juicy stuff to talk about. Yes. So we are wrapping up our three-part series. If you have not been listening, make sure to go back and listen to the previous episodes. But we shared about our big announcement, and then we talked about different ways that you can thrive. So we did about thriving in our health and energy. We talked about thriving in our time management And today we are going to break down, how do you thrive as a leader? So Becky, tell us a little bit about um, your experience in leadership and maybe the vision that you've had in helping your team. What have you learned from leadership? Yeah, um, I think there are so many things that we could talk about, but I think the first thing to kind of acknowledge, right, is that the, I think this is a John Maxwell quote. Maybe it's like a leader is someone who knows the way, goes the way and shows the way. I think I may have just like totally given credit to the wrong person, but I, I'm pretty sure. I think so. It. I've heard that you before. And, okay. <laughs> like, and, you know, when you think about that quote, you know, a leader has a vision for where their team is going to go you know, what their business is going to look like, how to support the people on their team. But not only that, right? It's like, you know where you want to go, but then you have to have a path and a system and strategy for showing your team, you know, where, where, how they're going to be a part of this journey, right? Like, what is it in, what's in it for them kind of thing is like that, because I've heard so many people say through the years, you know, I want to promote to executive or diamond or whatever it is. And, and people are so focused on, well, but what if they say what's in it for me? Right. And it's like, you have to focus first on casting that vision. And I know you speak so boldly about this and I love this concept, you know, about creating a path and and inviting others to be a part of it. Yeah. So I love everything you just said. And really your vision is the destination of where you're going. That's the big thing. I think you and I talk about this in the program and, you know, when we're talking to teams and helping people who we're coaching, 
It's like, are you clear on the destination of where you're going? Because the reality is people follow those who know where they're going. They're not going to follow a leader who's like trying to figure it out. One day they're doing this and another day they're doing that. They're not consistent. Like all of those things, people pick up on that. And so if you yourself are like, well, I don't have a vision. I don't, you know, I'm not clear on this. Like, I don't have a mission for my business. I show up when I feel like it. It's going to be really hard for you to be a phenomenal leader. And so, you know, that's just something you have to keep in mind is, do you even know where you're going? And if not getting that clarity on creating that mission, creating that destination, so you can help other people be able to reach that as well. Yeah, I think something that um, several years back, as I was looking to scale my team and grow and, you know, develop more leaders, something that was really helpful for me personally was I read the book, uh, The Energy Bus by John Gordon. And I loved the concept of, you know, people aren't going to, if you're driving a bus, you know, people are not going to want to get on your bus if you don't say, this is where we're going. You know, this is how we're going to get here. This, get get there. This is the roadmap. Uh, and I thought that was a really powerful shift for me because it was almost like giving me permission to share what I wanted out of life, but you know, in a way that I was including others in it, you know, and allowing them to also take part in this journey, you know, because it's not always necessarily like, oh, you know, people say like, oh, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And that's, I mean, yes, you've got to have a vision of where you're going, but you also have to say, okay, this is, this is what we're going to do along the way. And here's how we're going to get there. And I think, you know, if you haven't read that book, you know, I, I read know. it, you, you read it to the kids <laughs> and they loved it. You know, they, it's just a little, you know, it's funny and all that, yes, you know, hilarious. But it, yeah, but it talks about, you know, I love what you said because you're exactly right. Like who's going to want to get on your bus. You have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, cause if you're at a, or I love too, when you said, um, I can't remember if I watched a video or what it was, but you, uh, at one point in time talked about, you know, when you're calling your best friend or girlfriend and you're like, Hey, you know, we're going to go on this trip. You say it much more eloquently than I do, but people aren't necessarily going to be like, you know, okay. Like, are we going to fly, you know, riding on in the car or the bus or whatever. It's more or less like they get excited because of the destination. Right. Not, you know, that yeah, was, yeah. I think, yeah, I think the example I used was if you're going to Disney world, you know, if you decide, Hey, I want to go to Disney world and you call up your friend and you say, Hey, this is where we're going. They can decide yes or no. And if somebody tells you, no, it may not be because of you. It may be, they just don't want to go to Disney world. You know, yeah. I think that could even be part of sometimes, um, I've been talking to a lot of people about perceived rejection. And I think sometimes when people say no, they feel like it's rejection on them and it's not rejection of you. It's just rejection of the destination of where you're going. And the other thing too, is I think the more clearly you know where you're going, the more clearly people can tell you 
whether they want to do it. And you also weed out the people who it's not a right fit for, because a lot of times people will bring someone onto their team and then they're like, oh, I got to hold this person's hand or they're asking me a thousand questions or it's a struggle. You know, it's a struggle mm-hmm. with that person because they're not your right person. And so when you're kind of um, inconsistent and you're not really clear, you're going to bring on the type of people who are that way as well. When you're really clear and you say, this is the kind of team I'm developing. These are the characteristics we're looking for. So we'll just say, for example, like in our program, one of the things we have people do is create the qualities that they want in their ideal business builder. And so if you are clear about that and you say, these are the type of people who I want on my team. I want someone who's driven. I want someone who's hardworking. Mm -hmm. I want someone who commits to things. You know, you say all these things. Well, then when you start doing social media posts that are about recruiting and all these different things, you're attracting those leveled up leaders. Yes. Well, and that's like, you know, if you buy a red car, then you're going to start seeing all these red cars, right? Well, you have to think, okay, am I, do I have the qualities of my ideal business builder, right? And so like a good leader, just like we said at the beginning, you know, knows the way, goes the way and shows the way. And so are you showing, are you living out you know, the qualities, because then when you become that person, right, you're going to start attracting more people like you, you know, so if so if that's another thing to kind of think too, as a leader, if your team is full of people that aren't consistent, aren't, you know, willing to put in the work, you kind of have to do some self evaluation and self coaching and think, wow, am I you know, doing these things that I'm asking my team to do, or I expect or would love to have these incredible people on my team that are, you know, motivated. And like you said, driven and all of these characteristics. And so it's a good, I think it's kind of a, it gives you that, you know, identity of the person that you're looking for and who to speak to directly on social media, but also, you know, you're confidently sharing that if you are, you know, if you are that person. Yes. If you are that person. Yeah. I love that. And you know, anytime there's a gap there. So say for example, there, you feel like, okay, I'm not exactly doing the things that I know I need to do. That's where being coachable comes in. Like being a person Mm -hmm. who's willing to get coaching, get mentoring, reach out to your upline, like have that support system and that built-in accountability. Because, you know, if you're not coachable and if you think that, you know, you know, everything you're above this or that, then oftentimes, you know, there's a saying that says pride comes before the fall, you know, oftentimes Mm -hmm. like you fall. And if you are willing to be a constant learner and willing to be coachable. So we just talked, we just wrapped up um, a session in our, uh, our coaching uh, session and we were having a conversation about being adaptable, but as a leader, being willing to be adaptable, being willing to make shifts yourself, being willing to adjust if things change or circumstances change. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think, you know, many of us, over, I know this is the hot topic constantly, but many of us had to learn that you know, when the pandemic hit, because of course there were a lot of us that were already leveraging things like social media and zoom, but, um, you know, having that force of, okay, you are going to have to adapt and change and figure this out, or you will become irrelevant. 
essentially. And I mean, that's kind of, you know, we were already such a uh, culture and climate of, you know, social media connection and, you know, using technology so, so much, but just as a leader, you know, thinking like, okay, are you adapting? Did you adapt and change when that happened? Because some people, some of you listening to this may have teams that are a lot of people are local. And now, you know, that's, that's great. And, you know, hopefully you can reconnect with them again. But even so thinking like, you know, as you're developing more leaders and you're scaling and just learning to adapt and change and say, okay, I recognize that, I need to level up my leadership or I need to implement and put some systems in place that are going to support maybe the growth that you're looking for or the, you know, and just kind of being willing to do an audit and say, is what I'm doing, you know, working or is what I'm doing just kind of keeping me stagnant where I'm at or do I need to change up what I'm doing? You know, whether it's your onboarding systems or whatever, you know, but just willing to kind of evaluate things and say, is this what's holding me back? Yeah. And, you know, you said something that I think is really key for top leveled up leaders is people who are phenomenal leaders, they figure it out. They research, they YouTube it. They, and that's something, you know, just personally, Becky, I have noticed in you that I really admire in you is like, anytime you and I have been working together and there's something, you know, we're we're trying to figure out, you're like, okay, I'll look up on YouTube or we'll figure out, we'll figure out the solution. And one of the things that we talk about in the program is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And somebody who has a growth mindset, they figure things out. Somebody who has a fixed mindset, they, you know, once they hit that roadblock, they're like, I'm done. Those are the people that like, they get rejected. They're like, this isn't for me or, you know, something happens and they're like, I'm going to quit, you know, or they lose their belief because they can't look past what, you know, if it's an obstacle, you can get past the obstacle. You just have to figure out a solution or move forward. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know who I listened to, but somebody recently said, you know, they're when someone's like, man, how have you had this success and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, I've just failed more than you have. Yeah. And I was like, I love that concept. Right. Cause it's like saying like, I have failed so many times or yes. I've tried or whatever. And I'm just continuing to, to yes. do the next thing, you know, and get back up. Right. Well, because they don't see it as rejection. Like if somebody says no, they don't see that as rejection. If something comes up, they don't see it as like the thing that's going to keep them, you know, stuck. So I'm reading right now, um, secrets of a millionaire mind and which by the way, like, you know, it's interesting as we're having this conversation, you have literally referenced like four things like, Oh, I read this or I watched this or I listened to this. And I think that also goes to say like leaders are readers and leaders Mm. are constant learners. So it's like you're reading a book or you're listening to podcasts or you're watching videos And if you are always putting personal development in your mind, you're operating in the way of those who are putting out that content. So John Maxwell or whoever it is, is when you're consuming that information, it just helps you to think differently. So I'm reading, uh, my friend Jessica Heffley had recommended the book, um, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. So I have been reading that book 
And, you know, one of the things that they talk about is they separate people in different mindsets. Like you have a poor mindset, you have a middle-class mindset, and then you have a rich mindset. And people who have a rich mindset, they commit and they will do whatever it takes to accomplish it. So if they say, all right, I really want to do this and I'm going to make this successful, they are committed to that no matter what. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, you know, on our mastermind today with uh, our multiply group that we're in right now, you know, when I, I told someone, I said, you just have to decide. I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like you can pay for accountability, you can pay for, you know, a therapist, you could pay for all of these things. But at the end of the day, you are the one that has to decide, that has to make that decision that it's going to happen or you're going to figure it out. Uh, and I, I love what you said about, um, you know, leaders are always learning. I always tell my team, learners are earners. And oh, I love that. Yeah, when you are trying to better yourself, better your craft, improve, you know, the things that you feel like are already successful, but how can you do them better? Uh, and showing up to trainings or investing in yourself so that you can be better. Definitely. Yeah, I wanted to mention that because that's one of my favorite quotes. <laughs> I like that. Learners are earners. That might be, a, we, we may quote that in our uh, thriving tribe. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, it's like you're constantly learning things. And I think you do have to be intentional about finding a time to put it in your day. So whether it's, I know you do your bike, like whether it's being on your bike and putting in a podcast while you're doing that or a YouTube mm -hmm. video or going for a walk and putting in a podcast or reading, you know, 10 pages before bed, whatever it is, like it is, I do think you have to be intentional and it just helps you to be getting that information, consuming that information that's going to help you grow. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Well, something too, it kind of brings me to the thought process of that was mentioned today was, um, you know, we had someone that shared with us, I don't, I'm not working as much as I think I'm working. And she was, she was talking about how she was doing so much training. And I think too, this is, you know, something you almost have to set a boundary for self-improvement or self-help because there's this, like, we have, you know, this huge variety, a plethora of resources that are free, right? Podcasts, blogs, you know, anything on Google, right? You can literally find the answer to anything. And, you know, as wonderful and necessary as those things are, it's almost like, like you said, you have to be intentional about when you're doing it. So you almost have to set a boundary and say, okay, every night before bed, this is when I'm gonna do it. Or I'm gonna listen to podcasts in the car or whatever, right? But just telling yourself, this is when I'm gonna do it instead of listening all day, or I'm going to you know, watch my favorite person create content on, on TikTok or whatever for three hours because I'm being inspired by them. Well, no, you need to, you need to have a boundary for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that also reminds me of part of our conversation we were having today was closing people and bringing mm -hmm. people to a place of closing. And so I think as leaders being really, really focused on the goal that you have and being assertive enough to bring people to a place of close. So obviously, you know, working with network marketers, sales is involved and sales is service. You are serving people, but sometimes people have a lack of belief or they doubt themselves or they have hesitations. And so sometimes you have to come in and be the one to say, 
you know, Hey, what's keeping you from joining my team or, you know, what's keeping you from starting using this product or whatever, and not being afraid of being bold to follow up because oftentimes we have to follow up a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I think personally, that's something that I remember that, that mindset shift when I, it's almost like you're so afraid. Oh, I don't want that person to, I don't want to be spammy or I don't want to harass that person or whatever, but more or less you're making it about how you're feeling instead of saying, focusing on how you can serve that person and how maybe the business or the products or whatever it is that you have to offer. And, and I think we have to teach our teams that too, right? Because there, there have been, you know, and many of us have experienced this, the concept of, oh, send 30 messages a day and, oh, do this and that. And there is a time and a place, right? For like that concept, like customer service and maybe your follow-ups or whatever. But I think when you are intentionally connecting with people and you are inviting and trying to get that, you know, that close, whether it's, you know, the business opportunity, the sale, but focusing on how it can help them. And when they don't respond, you know, and have, or, or they're, uh, you know, giving you that objection and saying, you know, what's holding you back? Because I know that you would be phenomenal, or I know this would really serve you or help you or whatever. But, um, you know, asking that, being bold and asking that question. And, you know, the people that are going to negatively respond or they are defensive or whatever, it has nothing to do with the person that asked the question. It has nothing to do with you, right? It has everything to do with what that person is experiencing and going through in their life right then and there. Because, you know, anytime you know, someone says something hurtful. I always tell people, I kind of like to give that reminder, hurt people, hurt people, right? right? So like if someone is responding to you negatively when you are, and so that like shoots your confidence down because goodness, that hasn't even happened to me, you know, um, you know, we've all been there, but the fact is you have to focus on how is this going to serve them? And when you show up in that manner, people are more receptive to that. Yeah. Yeah. It's always, always, always about them. Like it's always about solving a problem. You know, we talk in our program about the funnel of sales. It's like when you can continually serve people, offer them value, your social media can offer them value, all of those things. Then when you are in a position or when they are in a position where they can use what it is that you have, because you're able to solve a problem for them, you serve them and you offer it to them. But here's one thing I'd love to get your opinion on this. Here's one thing I have picked up on in, I don't know how many years now of coaching, but years of coaching people in direct sales is I have been observant that there are a lot of people that really, really struggle in their belief in the fact that they can actually be successful. Like they're showing up and they're kind of halfway doing the things. But deep down, I just think so many people struggle with, can I actually be successful? And as a coach, like, you know, at some point people, you know, because we just had like a cry session, not us, <laughs> our, the people that are going through our program is like, everybody was in tears last week with our conversation. <laughs> um, anyway, we we're talking about roadblocks and different things, but I think, you know, it happens a lot with coaching where people will start, they'll build trust with you. They'll start being vulnerable with you. And then they'll be like, you know, you can really see what's behind the curtain, behind the social media, all that kind of stuff, like really going on in their life. And there's a lot of, um, shame. There's a lot of identity. Like, you know, I don't know that I'm 
worthy. There's a lot of, I don't know that I can actually be successful. You know, there's a lot of lack of belief. And I think as a coach, a lot of the work we do truly like the last we're in week six right now in our program, the last five weeks, every single week we have been doing talking about mindset and talking about Mm -hmm. instilling that belief and reminding people of their identity and worth and value. Um, What are your thoughts on that, Becky? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I think, you know, it's, and I don't, I I need to, I'm I'm hesitant to say this, but I think it's just kind of funny. So I'm going to say it anyway, but (laughs) I don't want people to take it the wrong way. But my dad at one point in time, I can't even remember what it was. He and Chris, my husband were talking about, but my dad said to Chris, you know, cause he was just kind of like, yeah, whatever Becky wants, Becky gets and not meaning it like I'm spoiled or I'm whatever, but I'm just have that determination that I'll just figure it out. Right. I'm just gonna, you know, find a way to do it because, you know, I was just raised to have that confidence and that, and just over time, right. I have that determination and, you know, grit or whatever to keep going, even when there are obstacles. And I think, you know, we all come from different backgrounds and, you know, are handed things that some people are handed very hard things, you know, harder than, and trials and circumstances in life than others. But I think at the end of the day, you know, that is not what should define a person. Instead, you should look at that. And, and of course, I'm, I'm not meaning, you know, you obviously can't help like someone that's dealt the hand of like mental illness or, you know, um, a physical, you know, disease or whatever, but just in general, when you look at your life and maybe, I don't know, someone says, okay, things are so terrible right now. Like I'm, you know, we're in debt We're, you know, my car just broke down and blah, blah, blah. Instead of, you know, looking at this stuff and saying, well, this is just me. Everything bad happens to me, right? No. Well, a good leader would look at that situation or someone that is thriving. And even when bad things happen, you know, they're going to say, you know what, I have enough belief in myself that I'm going to get through this. It's going to be okay. You know, and yeah, we can all have our moments of like, this is so frustrating. And like, why is everything bad happening this week or whatever? But, you know, like, bless your heart. I know. That, it was, I'm laughing. You know, I, <laughs> I'm laughing right because here. you know that it was like a whole yeah. week. Becky's Becky has been putting up with my drama of, you know, I've got no. like a, kid in, a kid in the hospital, then another kid, then, a, you know, whatever. Um, well, and your um, computer broke. But see, that's oh. the thing, right? It's like when all of these, she had like, you guys, like, it was like one thing after another, like her computer broke. We lost the like power it, well, <laughs> for oh, eight lost days. Power. <laughs> yeah. So it was literally, but you were, you were like, this is annoying and frustrating, but it was like that you just acknowledged it and you were like, all right, I got to figure out how to do it. Like Becky, I will, you know, record this thing at my friend's house. You know, I mean, it was like, yeah. you just figured it out. Well, you, you found a- can, can I tell this story real quickly since we're on the subject? So we did, we did our masterclass in January and, um, we did our masterclass and we, I don't even know how many people we had on it, but you know, it was a good crowd. And so I'm sitting here, I've run through the PowerPoint several times and I was like, okay, I'm going to run through it one more time. So I'm in my office and I'm like, okay, let me go through all the slides and talk it out. And my son and the sweet pup, my sweet son and the sweet puppy come running through my office. The puppy, um, somehow 
I don't know, between him and Adrian gets his cord caught up in his foot. My laptop goes flying <laughs> and shatters right before our call. And I was like, oh my goodness, we've got, like, we literally were about to get on. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so I had to do it from my phone. I could not see anybody. I had to act like I could see people. I could not see anybody. <laughs> Becky right. was like, you know, taking control. But anyway, but yes, there are circumstances that come up that you just have to keep going. Yes. Well, and that's the thing too. People probably listening to this are like, I had no idea. Right. Cause we did, we had so many people in that group. It was over a hundred people and you just acted like, you know, you just went on, you were prepared. I mean, she gave me a phone call before and was like, Oh, this is so frustrating, but we just, you know, we did what we had to do. She adapted. We kept going. We weren't like, Oh, we need to cancel the whole thing. But instead we decided we made the decision that this was going to happen. Oh, we would have never canceled. Oh yeah. That's not, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. It's just like you figure it out. You know, it's inconvenient. That's really the thing is I really think a lot of times it comes down to people don't want to be uncomfortable. Like if Mm -hmm. they're uncomfortable, if they're inconvenienced by any, you know, in any way, they just want to not do it or want to quit because it's hard or inconvenient. I mean, even like, you know, we were talking a couple episodes ago about health and, you know, you shared about MS. It's like, you know, there may be days where you're in pain or, you know, whatever. And so if you say, I'm just not going to work today because I'm not feeling great. Well, you're not going to ever be productive, you know? So we just have to move past the times where it's inconvenient. So, okay. One other thought that I think it'd be fun to kind of chat through And, um, you know, oftentimes in network marketing, people will look at their whole downline. Let's say they have a hundred people in their downline and 20 of those hundred people are active. They're working, they're productive in their business. They're showing up. And then 80 people in their downline are doing nothing. And so people look at their organization and they're like, I have all these people who are doing nothing and they're constantly trying to bring back the dead and constantly trying to put motivation into those people. And I know exactly what I would say, but I want to hear your opinion on what are your thoughts on that? Or if someone is feeling that way, how could you, what would you say to them? Well, I have a couple of thoughts. The first thing is, um, you know, definitely don't, don't worry about raising the dead. This is not Lazarus. You know, you're not Jesus. (laughs) Like, let's just, you know, we're, we're gonna, we're not trying to raise people up. Um, that don't want to be there. Uh, and also that, that concept of, you know, a tugboat is focused on pulling and uses so much energy to pull that it goes very slow, right? Your rate of growth is, and how far you can go and fast you can go is going to be very slow if you're focusing on the lack Versus if you're focusing on those that are wanting to be there, they're motivated and they're excited, then that's where you need to be focused on. You need to be focusing your time. Now, we still want to offer support to everyone. You know, um, I would look at it like as a leader in a month, um, in a month's time, you know, you still want everyone on your team to have these little touch points where they're hearing from you, regardless of what they're doing, right? We want to appreciate people for what they bring to the table for that season of their life. Because if we still love on them when they're only able to provide a little bit, 
there may come a time when they need to kick it up because financially they need the income and they're not going to feel like you were just using them to get another recruit or whatever. But instead they're like, I still love this culture. I love what you provide. And now I'm ready for more support. Right. And that's when you can give it. And, you know, so in a month's time, you may say, okay, I'm going to provide a team meeting where I show up and I provide this resource to everyone on my team. Uh, or maybe you have some kind of weekly, you know, thing where people mindset Monday is something we do every Monday uh, on our team and anyone is welcome to join. Right. And then you've got things that you might implement for people, those people that are engaged where they're communicating with you, maybe in a group chat on messenger almost daily where you're saying, okay, these are the people that are, you know, here to really work the business, to grow and scale. And I'm going to support them a little bit more and give them the privilege because it is of access to you more often. Right. So you're still supporting everyone uh, in a variety of ways, but you're giving access and you've got this boundary set that, you know, an expectation that the people that are working and more engaged, that's who we need to focus on. And then to be honest, in every business, on average, a third are coming in, a third are leaving, and a third are staying, okay? Because you've got your like true blue people that are just kind of there, they're hanging out. But if a third are coming and going, right? So then you're just going to stay where you are. You're going to always be at the same place. You're going to be at this constant whatever, right? But if you're wanting to scale, instead of focusing on the people that are leaving, or that are going to drop off anyway, you need to intentionally be pouring into the people that are there and working and you need to be focused on bringing more people in. Yeah. And I think, (laughs) yeah. And I think that goes back to the very first thing we were talking about, which was your vision is constantly selling your team on your vision. You know, maybe they forget, maybe you're halfway on your road trip to Disney world and they've forgotten where they're going, you know, (laughs) they've forgotten. So it's like constantly, you know, I, I talk to people about every time you have a team call, share your vision statement. Every time you have a with someone that you're coaching say, Hey, I just want to remind you, this is the vision of our team. And so when you have that vision constantly in front of you, it's like a commercial. Sometimes you see commercials over and over and over again. And then you see the commercial for the 50th time. And you're like, Oh, I need that. Or, or it clicks with you. Like, Oh, you get the joke. You know, it's Uh like the same thing with your vision is you may say it over and over and over again. One of the things I ask people when I do consultation calls, I ask them, number one, do you have a vision statement? And number two, can every single member of your team tell you what that vision statement is? Mm-hmm. And maybe that's something for those of you who are listening, ask yourself that quest- question. Do you have a really clear mission that your team is purposeful and intentional about? Like I know your team, Becky, I'm not even on your team. And I know that y'all are, are you're about health and you're about doing it without the burnout, you know, mm-hmm. and, and operating in a healthy way, growing a business in a healthy way. And yeah. so every single person who's on your team should know that vision and they should know how they're a part of making that happen. And so continually putting that in front of people and continually reminding them. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I think, you know, that's something that you may not recognize that is already happening amongst your team and the culture that you're creating. A lot of leaders are like, well, you know, I can't get people to blah, 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 right? Well, that is the culture that has naturally evolved based on your leadership. And so by providing this 
vision statement or mission statement or whatever, you, you know, you guys want to call it, but just keeping that in front of your team, it's almost like a, providing a positive affirmation, right? Before you're like, you're setting the tone for the culture, you know, right. when you are in front of your team. And I think, you know, that's something that, that everyone should be doing. I did that with my team. We had a, um, you know, we do, you were right with my Hugh and Grace business, but when I was with Pampered Chef, I did the same thing. And we had, I had a vision board with our mission statement on it and, you know, focused on, and I would always, every single meeting without fail, I shared it every single time. And even when my team was, you know, smaller and we weren't quite, you know, didn't have like 85 directors on our team, like I, we did at one point in time, um, I was still sharing it. And I was talking about where we were headed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that that's huge, you know, and, um, yeah, I just think people constantly need that reminder of what it is that they're a part of and how they can make that happen. Mm -hmm. And I think this will be the last thing. And I know we need to wrap up here, but you know, even when you were talking about culture is people will do what is expected based on the environment you have. So meaning, you know, we just were talking earlier before this about, I was saying how I, when I worked in the insurance industry, um, I was with a top the company that was literally the top sales office in the whole country. And we had a culture of you didn't leave work until you hit your sales goal for the week. Like that was just the expectation. And, and it wasn't stressful. It was just, Hey, this is what's required. Like, this is just the expectation. And so sometimes as leaders, people are so afraid that they're going to push people that they're like, well, I just want to let them get comfortable. Or I want to, you know, versus, you know, what if you had a culture where you said, Hey, when people come onto my team, the first 30 days, they add three people to their team. You know, who is reach out to your best friend or your sister, or, you know, who is somebody that this could bless? Why don't you go ahead and find three people who could do this with you, you know? Mm -hmm. And so something simple as that, where if you tell them this is a requirement of your team, like they're going to go, Oh, okay. Well, this is just part of what we do. Yeah. If you tell them, Hey, it'll take you six months to add three people to your team. I promise you, they will take six months yeah. to add three people to yeah. their team. Yep. No, I hundred yeah, percent agree. They don't know. I always tell people when I'm uh, working with leaders or those that want to become leaders, I'm like, they don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you are setting the standard for what they, you know, what is expected and what the, and the standard to which they will work. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, that was a lot of you know, tips and things that will help you as a leader. So we hope that this blessed you. You can share the episode with your downline, upline, any friends that you think that this will bless. And we have a couple things that are coming up soon. So depending on when you are listening to this, our Reels Masterclass is going to be on March. The We have the 24th, which may have passed, and then the 31st at 7 p.m. Central Time, depending on when you're listening to this um, episode. And then we also have our Multiply 2.0 program. The next 12-week mentorship kicks off on April the 14th. So that is a 12-week group coaching where Becky and I literally walk you through every single aspect of your business. We give you all of the tools, all of the resources, 12 weeks of social media content, like a ton of value, group coaching, accountability, a tracker, all of the things that really, really help you be successful in your business. And so, um, we've had a phenomenal group that's in it right now, just getting phenomenal results, really overcoming a lot of roadblocks and 
moving forward in their business. So if that is you, we would love for you to reach out to us for a consultation. Either of us will hop on a free consultation with you. We'll share a little bit about the program and see if it's a fit for you. Awesome. Thank you guys for listening. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.